there are several buy low players walking into week number seven that you need to attack before their value skyrocket. These guys on screen are just some of them. There, of course, are many, many more. But your boy's here to walk you through some of my favorite buy low acquisitions before week seven kicks off because there's no getting Mahomey on the cheap after week number seven. There's no getting Devontae Smith after I believe he does bounce back on a terror and everyone's going to be so down on him. They're treating him like Ridley right now out in the fantasy football space right now. The the Devontae Smith fan clubs are all vanished. They're gone. They've packed up and left, but they will be returning and I'm all about buying low on this man right here. Gibbs, Debo, Ayuk, Mayer. Honestly, he's available on a lot of waiver wires still right now, but Mayer is a fantastic go forward tight end option in a bleak tight end market in fantasy football. A-Chan, yeah, we know A-Chan's a top five running back, Smitty. How are we going to buy him low? It's still easy to do if the team that owns him doesn't have four, five, or six wins. People freak out. That's the whole nature of buying low and selling high. There's all kinds of ways to do it, and it doesn't always work. Just because you can't buy A-Chan low doesn't mean another owner in a parallel universe can't buy him low. Stop pretending everything revolves around you, Bob. The Fantasy Football Show Buy Low Target Edition begins right now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show Live! Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. Live whenever news breaks. This is a this is an upload. This is not live currently, even though I'm filming this live, actually. But I've made this so that this isn't an actual published live stream until I'm done recording it. Because I, I want to make sure we roll through this before the uh, 8 p.m. show starts. And I want to make sure all of you have your buy lows walking into... Uh, this evening before we even get to tonight's exciting show which is going to be a fantasy football stock market show where we're going to start doing something I think on the regular and and in kind of uh, you know over the years I've coined a lot of things in terms of trade calculators in 2003 draft simulator in 2003 uh, believe brought both of those to the market before anybody and I've been innovating in the space for a while fantasy football bull predictions Phrases that everybody uses today that no one used back in 2003, 2002, 2003, 2004. And we've done a lot of stock market stuff over the years. And there are a lot of people that have since created stock market type content. And and we've kind of gotten away from it for a while. But now we're going to dip into it different than anybody. We're going to bring you stock market content that's uniquely different than anybody else's stock market content and uh, that's all going to begin at the 8 p.m. show tonight. So I'll join, join me in less than an hour, right? Let's talk about these guys right here walking into week number seven. Patty Mahomes is going to go on a terror in 2023 week number seven. And I believe that this whole notion that you can't buy them low right now is hogwash because I see it every single day. I see it every single couple hours where somebody says, Smitty, I'm either concerned about Mahomes, what do I do, or Smitty, I have an offer on the table where I get Mahomes and I'm giving up, and it's some garbage you know, type of deal where this person is making out like a bandit. And I'm like, what are you thinking about? Smash the button, do it live. So I know for a fact, and, and the one reason I really know for a fact is I have a text line on thefantasyfootballshow.com where you can get your 
text advice, your bold predictions. Again, your boy coined these a long time ago. Trade calculator. Again, your boy, I believe, had the first trade calculator, at least instant-based client-side-facing trade calculator in the industry. Um, there, there, there's so many things we've innovated. Text advice, name, name, a, name a, a, a content creator or site that has on-demand text advice. I don't think so. And on my text advice, I get a pulse and temperature of trade value and fair market value trending before it happens more than I believe anybody. I don't think anybody can have the temperature of what might be coming more than I do because I see a hundred different messages on the homes a hundred different i mean i can tell you everybody's dropping ridley or you know there's there's things that you can identify and i can tell you right now with a certainty that the average mahomes owner is in panic mode more than average i'd say 70 percent of the mahomes owners are looking to get out especially if they coupled mahomes with purdy or they picked up purdy or they draft tua and they've got Mahomes and Tua, or they drafted Kirk Cousins, and they just seem to want to roll that way because they're hurting at other positions, and they want to get rid of Mahomes to just try and get some kind of fighting chance. Because the truth is, if you own Mahomes or have owned Mahomes for weeks one through six, you're struggling because he hasn't delivered, and you're counting on Mahomes-like production, and you might be taking some L's. The average Mahomes owner is not going to be four, five, or six wins deep. They're going to have three wins at this point in the season or less. The average Mahomes owner. Now, I know there's a a tough guy, Tommy, in the chat right now, keyboard Caleb, typing away and and, and saying, hey, you know, I've got five wins. I'm special. I've got Mahomes. Good for you. Pat on the back. Good job. Nice nice work. Um, This isn't about you, Bob. This isn't about you, Caleb. There are so many panicked Mahomes owners out there. He's going to get on his horse. The offense is is just not jiving 100%, but it's getting back on track. Kelsey is going to be a, a, a week healthier now, a day healthier. Every single day he's healthier. This this offense is definitely getting charged behind the run in Pacheco, and things are getting balanced out a little bit. And I think Rasheed Rice, the emergence of Rasheed Rice, who you could even put on here as a good player to go get in some sort of two-for-two two deal that... You kind of throw him in as a throw-in, and you're getting a really good player. Rasheed Rice, the emergence of Rasheed Rice, could really help Mahomes get back on track. Mahomes goes out and has a four- or five-touchdown game at any moment, and he's completely forgiven. That is going to forgive every single uh, uh, bad game he's had or mediocre performance he's had. Instant forgiveness across the board. Blanket forgiveness the moment he has a four-touchdown game. So... I, I I would even if he let, let's say he goes out and has a one TD game in week number seven, I'm still buying low. I will be buying low every single week that this continues, where he is doubted a little bit more than he should be. And no one's saying you can steal him away for a ham sandwich, but you certainly can if the the owner of Mahomes has Purdy or has another quarterback, convince somebody to trade laterally into another position that you might have a lot of depth at so that's the whole that's the whole angle one what do you have do you have wide receivers extra wide receivers do you have a a Jalen Waddle who is a good buy low but also a good sell in that kind of scenario do you have a a running back like Kyron Williams that you can't afford to wait on and you can trade Kyron to the team that has Purdy and he's struggling at RB but maybe he is Mahomes four and He's four and two type of team. Maybe he's four and two, has Mahomes, also has Purdy or another quarterback, but got riddled with injuries at RB. Can wait on Kyron. 
That's a perfect trade as well, right there. There are a lot of ways to pull this off. And, and, and the truth of the matter is, he probably was a, what, second to third round equivalent value on draft day com comparatively. That's the cost of entry in terms of, of, of draft value. I would say if we're drafting today, it's, it's definitely not in round two. It's in round three, four. So it's not like he's a round five or six forgotten guy. Everybody's thinking he's no longer a top five quarterback. But he's certainly like 12 whole spots lower in equivalent draft value you know, equating that to, to, to trade value. It, 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 that's great. Like you could get him for a third slash fourth rounder. You can get him for a, a plethora of depth and nothing really super substantial or a pretty substantial piece in another depth piece. You get Mahomes for a steal and this could win you a league. This is a guaranteed amount of points week in and week out and it's a fantastic move for anybody looking for a QB and so many people are. Devontae Smith, Buy him now. Buy him now. This man's so disappointed in himself dropping that pass last week. He he literally is going to fuel himself into a rebound mode. And let me be abundantly clear. I know everybody's in this, okay, really? Oh, he's absolutely awful. And I'm going to just copy and paste my feelings from that situation over to this situation and say, really's a bust. Uh, Devontae Smith's going to be a bust. is going to be a bust, and we're just going to continue to triple stamp a double stamp on all this. But let me tell you something. Th this this situation still has that potential uh, rotational Devontae Smith goes nuts one week, A.J. Brown goes nuts the next week. And I know a lot of people think that's not going to happen. And I'm not saying that A.J. Brown goes away. I'm not saying trade A.J. Brown. I love A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown's a top 5 to 10 wide receiver go forward no matter what anybody says. But this guy still has the potential to be a top 6 to 12 wide receiver and have cups of coffee inside the top 5 on two or three occasions in the next 10 games. This is a man, Devontae Smith, that is low-end wide receiver 1 material in my eyes go forward. And of course, I'm not going to rank him there because I don't have to. So I won't. And I'm going to buy him low. I'm going to buy him at wide receiver 2 value. Some might even sell him cheaper than that because he's done nothing for a while. But that doesn't bother me because if I'm in the acquiring business of Devontae Smith, none of that, those points or lack of points matter to me. All I care about is week 7 going forward and Devontae Smith to the freaking moon. Buy him low. What do you do? Okay, let's say you have a, a, a package like this. Let's say you're you're sitting there going, Smitty, what do I do? What do I do? I've got Stefan Diggs. Oh, you can't sell Stefan Diggs. Did Smitty just give advice to sell Stefan Diggs? Of course you don't sell Stefan Diggs or any great player like that. Tyree killed Diggs if you're winning. Why try and fix what isn't broken? But if you own Diggs and you have no shot to win... What are you going to do? Just ride the wave until the, the entire wave crashes. You're nowhere near the shore and you have no idea how you're going to try and even make the playoffs. If you own digs and you're, you've got two wins and you honest, you do an honest inventory on your team and you can't win. You have to divide and conquer. You have to go get two players for your one. That's called dividing and conquer in these parts and we're here to help you do it. What do you do? How do you do this? One of those players should be Devontae Smith. That's just one of the pieces, though, because in a perfect world, not saying this is my expectation, but he could fend for himself in this trade if this player gets hurt and is out for the year a week after you make the trade. 
That's the whole point and formula for creating a magnificent one player you trade away for two incoming players to your team. Can each individual player fend for themselves and be a player that can win me a league or at least contend with the player I'm giving up? Like let, like I said, worst, sick, worst case scenario, you go get A-Chan and Devontae Smith. Could each of these guys fend for themselves in this trade against Diggs if one of them got hurt? The answer is yes. Would you draft Devontae Smith near Diggs? No. Okay, that's not the point, but could he fend for himself? Probably uh, not outscore him, but make it a respectable fight. The answer is yes. Could A-Chan outscore Diggs? He could actually outscore Diggs, but because he's missing time, that's why he's in here with another player. But this is the perfect trade. The perfect trade for an A-Chan. You could insert, instead of inserting Devontae Smith, you could certainly put in maybe a Lamb who might be harder to acquire this week because he finally did pop off. You could insert an Olave who's struggling in a lot of people's minds. You could insert a Waddle and something. And of course, that the, the further you go down, the more at risk you are of feeling like you made a mistake later if let's say HN didn't work out or let's say the re receiver didn't work out but that is a, a beautiful trade for a team that needs to get rid of digs that listen to the words coming out of my mouth needs to get rid of digs not everybody does need to so I've covered HN in, in, in a, a little bit in that little little uh, example but HN has top five running back potential the moment he gets back on the field and the news suggests that he's going to miss just three more games and then they have the bye week which everybody has a bye week so you can't hold the bye week against him and say oh four more games he's missed one game he's going to miss three more games they've planned the bye week perfectly or they they planned the the four game uh pup he's going to miss four games on ir they planned that perfectly so that once he comes off ir he's got the bye week he'll have five full weeks to heal from this knee injury that is said to be not serious or significant enough to keep him out more than those four games. The 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 obje uh, the the uh, the goal in the stated um, uh, uh, situation is that Achan is going to miss no more than those four games. So he is returning to be a top five running back. If you have three wins, four wins, five wins, or six wins, he's still a great go get player, especially using a, a, a cumulative amount of players that that are not necessarily big impacting players to your lineup you're maybe including a player like Mixon that you can replace with maybe Gibbs this week and maybe the next week Gibbs is a good supplement another good buy low in a sense with risk but a good buy low in that if you have let's say you got Roshan and Gibbs right now Roshan's out for week number seven but he could be back to start week eight and could be back to start week nine Gibbs could start one two maybe one maybe three maybe just one more game, but you have overlap and protection there that makes it so you could trade a mix in a way for an HN and, and float for a while while you await for his return to be a top five running back. HN, hey, no one's selling him, Smitty. No one's selling him, Smitty. I see it every, I see it every single day. I see it every single hour. I help people do this and do it live. And, and I'm tired of hearing people say they can't make good trades. There's a key to making trades. Offer in waves. If you're not offering in waves, you're not going to get a trade done. What makes you think you can get a trade done without offering in waves, without offering in masses, without offering 20 offers? 
I'm in the business of helping you get good trades done. Not mediocre trades, not even Steven trades. Good job. See you next week for another you kick me in the nuts, I'll kick you in the nuts. We'll walk away even Steven. I'm here to help you rip off the owner that you're trading with. And if it doesn't lead to a good trade down the road, it doesn't lead to a good trade down the road. We're not here to bro fist it out and make even Steven trades. But when you make an ed, uh, a trade that's in your advantage to the extreme, you're going to get an acceptance one out of every 20. You're not going to get one out of four, one out of three. This isn't a 25% hit rate. This is a one out of 20. This is like a a literally a 5% or less re- return rate on your on your offers, sometimes lower. And so you need to offer 20 trades. You need to offer 20 trades in order to get that return on your on your 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 offer investment and and i'm telling you right now the people that say oh no one trades in my league you sent out one or two trades bob or your trade your league just doesn't trade and i can't help that if you play in a a a bad league i can't help that i can't help help if bob in your league is a dolphins fan and he owns achan i can't help if the mahomes owner doesn't ever return a trade offer or an email or a text those things are out of my control so and, and i can't i can't help that you might own mahomes and say in the comments no one's giving up mahomes i own them well of course you're not going to give them up because you love them and you're watching a show that just reinforced how good mahomes will be moving forward get out of here with your not in my world my league's so good that no one's going to make bad trades people make bad trades every day and they have in your league already this year and if you can't be honest and reflect on that i don't know that i can even help you to a tag of Iloa, go trade for him now on the cheap is he still a risk of getting hurt yes he is any hit could take him out but guess what at this point in the season, with quarterbacks in shambles, he's he's a top five quarterback lock for at least as many games as he starts. Jalen Hurts, not doing awful, so you're not going to get him dirt cheap. But if somebody has Hurts and also has a Purdy, they're susceptible to trying to do some sort of trade. And look, they probably still feel like, okay, Hurts has been playing good. But man, he, he kind of has been dragging a little bit and I don't really feel confident every week that he's going to get there and he somehow does. He runs for it. He's throwing an INT. They don't seem the same. Devontae Smith isn't in his on his game. And so the Hurts owner is still a little vulnerable if they've got another quarterback. Now, if you've got Fields injured right now and you're trying to upgrade Fields into Hurts, that might not work. Or Fields into Mahomes. Who's going to do that if they don't have another quarterback? Context matters. I can't help you get Mahomes or Hurts if you don't have a quarterback to give back that is, is substantial or they don't have a quarterback to replace the quarterback. You, I can't help you in every single situation. you got to help me out. And Debo and Ayuk, look, there's struggles here in Deboville because he's been banged up. But he has led the team in targets and in uh, in, uh, in in also snaps in you know, at least one out of the last two weeks, he's led the team in one of those the last two weeks. And so it's not like he's been off the field or anything. He's just played badly and he's injured. There's a chance maybe he doesn't play this week. There's a chance maybe he plays injured. There's a chance he's very, very limited and he's on a snap count. Or there's a chance he plays and he plays badly. So there might be an opportunity to still buy even Devontae Smith. Maybe he struggles again. I'll, st- I'll be on the Devontae Smith buy low train until the train goes upward until the trajectory of, of of Devontae Smith goes back up. I'll be here next week. I'll be here the next week. I'm not going anywhere if he struggles again. Just like I won't go anywhere if Debo struggles again. One of these guys, and you know, A-Chain's not playing. One of these guys is going to struggle. 
in week seven, and then you have an opportunity to continue the buy low train. Mayer, again, check your waiver wire, but he's also great to throw in if, the, if a person just picked him up and you can do a two for two. Hertz, Ayuk, Debo, Gibbs. Look, there's risk in Gibbs, of course, but this is the opportunity he's been waiting for. This head coach has finally said we're going to use him. We, we kind of want to be careful with him. I don't know why they're saying that. They're not, they don't want to be careful with Monty. Why do they keep talking about being careful with a player they don't even want to use? Why not break him? What, what are they doing? I don't even understand. I don't even know that I trust this right now, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful we finally get to see this man get 18 totes of the rock because all it takes is one to break free. I feel like a Gibbs touchdown is in order this week. I hope we don't get screwed and he gets five carries and they just game script him out and we're all just like, he's dead to me. I don't even want to look at his face. I want to get him off of my roster. That's what people are saying about Ridley right now. And I understand it, but I hope we don't have to go there this week with Gibbs. But he's a great buy low right now. And his owner's probably looking for any chance to get rid of him on the high. So, like, if this news kind of makes them feel like, okay, I can get out of this right now. They might trade him, but still not at a value that's crazy. Because you can argue that Monty's coming back and Monty is coming back. That's week seven buy low, baby. And the Fantasy Football Show is live Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, and live whenever news breaks. So I'll see you for the 8 p.m. show here shortly, the Stock Market Show. APM Eastern, Monday through Friday. See you all soon. Go buy low. Go buy low. Go do it live.